In the WSJM Newsroom, I'm Ken Lundberg. St. Joseph City Commissioners have moved forward with allowing short-term rentals downtown. At a Monday meeting, they held their first reading on a zoning ordinance amendment that will allow second-floor dwelling spaces in the downtown commercial district to be used for vacation rentals of 30 days or less. After hearing from several downtown business owners in favor of that amendment, the question was really about whether the ordinance should require the owners of the properties to ensure that there are parking spaces for each rental. City Manager John Hodgson tells us commissioners opted to apply the same parking rules to short-term rentals that apply currently to long-term dwellings. And for the most part, they don't have any parking requirements. The rules for the long-term dwellings are essentially that if new dwelling units are created outside of existing structures, they need to provide parking spaces. If they're created within existing structures, they don't. And if they existed before the ordinance was amended, they don't. Hodgson said the downtown business community is pretty united on wanting to allow the short-term rentals, believing they will solve the issue of downtown apartments being vacant. The commission's decision to not require parking spaces went against the Planning Commission's recommendation. Mayor Brooke Thomas says this is a good compromise. I think it's a decision based on citizen input and resident input, and I think that we're heading in the right direction to make the downtown area vibrant and ready for business all year long. Right now, there are about 55 dwelling units that could be used as short-term rentals. The second and final reading on the ordinance amendment will be held at the commission's next meeting. Hodgson says applications for short-term rentals downtown could start to be accepted in January. Michigan State Police in Niles are planning a special holiday get-together this weekend. Trooper Holly Higgs with the Niles Post says they're welcoming the community to the post on Saturday from 9 a.m. to noon to meet Santa. We are just going to be hosting Santa Claus so all the kids can see Santa Claus, Dunkin' Donuts, and Niles is donated a bunch of donuts for us to be able to give out to the community. And every child that comes is going to receive a gift and just interact with police officers. Higgs says the Post held the same event last year and it was a big success. She says state police hold it to give the community a chance to interact with them in a relaxed, cheerful setting. Everyone is invited to stop by. AAA is predicting more than 3.5 million Michigan residents will travel for Christmas and New Year's. Spokesperson Adrian Woodland tells us that's compared to the 1.7 million that traveled for Thanksgiving. This will be the busiest holiday travel period since 2019 and the second busiest on record. Most will be hitting the road. The majority will be traveling by car at about 3.3 million will be traveling by car. Woodland says some days will be worse for driving than others. For road travel, Saturday, December 23rd is expected to be one of the busiest days, along with Thursday, December 28th and Saturday, December 30th. Those are all expected to be some of the busiest days on the roadway. Woodland says air travel is expected to break records nationally, so if you're flying, be prepared for crowds and delays. For anyone driving, Woodland recommends making sure your car is in good shape before leaving. Also, have emergency supplies in the car in case you get stranded. The Southwest Michigan Symphony Orchestra is planning its Lake Michigan Youth Orchestra Winter Concert this weekend. The symphony's Michelle Aggie tells us young people from all over the region play in multiple groups. The winter concert is a chance for them to show off their training 
from the past year. These are pieces that they have been working on since school started, and you're going to have some holiday pieces in there as well as some from some classical composers. Aggie says the show will be a mix of Christmas music and classics. The concert strings are going to be playing a piece. They start off with a piece by called Dragon Hunter by Richard Meyer, and then they're going to also play Silver Bells and Here Comes Santa Claus by Gene Autry. The encore strings are going to perform dance of the Toy Flutes by Tchaikovsky, as well as I'll Be Home for Christmas. Aggie says the event will provide concert goers with entertainment and a chance to relax from the hustle and bustle of the holidays. It'll also provide younger concert goers inspiration to see other students perform at a high level. The show is set for 3 p.m. on Sunday at the Howard Performing Arts Center in Berrien Springs. You can get tickets online, and we also have a link at our website, wsjm.com. St. Joseph City Commissioners have begun the process of finding a new city manager as their current one, John Hodgson, has announced his retirement. At their regular meeting last night, Commissioners Michelle Binkley and Michael Sorolla were placed on a committee to conduct the search for Hodgson's replacement. Hodgson told us he's been with the city for more than 30 years, the last eight as city manager. 30 years, to, it seems like it, it shouldn't be a really big surprise that someone can retire when they hit 30 years. And I, I won't be retired, retired. You're not done with me. I'll just be finding something else to do. Hodgson hits 30 years of service next September. That's when his retirement is planned. Mayor Brooke Thomas said Monday the task of seeking a replacement isn't a pleasant one, but it's something commissioners will have to do. Eight rural communities in Uganda now have rainwater harvesting stations, thanks in part to the Rotary Club of St. Joseph Benton Harbor. The Rotary says it raised funds and obtained matching grants to help the Welfare Organization for Orphans and Vulnerable Children install 6,000-liter tanks in the remote settlements that previously only got their water by trips on foot to an area about an hour away. The Rotary Club of St. Joseph Benton Harbor made a donation of $3,000 to support the project. The funds were then matched by the Rotary Foundation and the Rotary District 6360 Foundation, making for $9,000 total in support. A huge groundbreaking ceremony was held when the tanks were finished. The project manager reports one of the village elders told him If we saved all of our money for years, we could not even accomplish this. The new year brings a new life for us. More Michiganders are turning to solar energy to power their homes and businesses. Solar Energy Industry Association President and CEO Abigail Ross Hopper says Michigan ranks 24th in the country for total energy capacity, and it's ranked 16th for projected solar growth over the next five years. Currently, there's enough solar in Michigan to power 230,000 homes, and that's only going to increase. But the really interesting thing um, that I think your listeners will be glad to hear is that there's a lot of manufacturing of solar projects coming to Michigan. Ross Hopper says the association's Solar Market Insight report shows 2023 is expected to be a record year, with the solar industry growing by 55% compared to last year. 5% of U.S. electricity currently comes from solar energy, and that is expected to grow. Keep an eye out for special birds in your backyard this year. Tom Presby is the conservation manager with Audubon Great Lakes. Winter finches are a fun group of birds for not only bird watchers, but also anybody with a bird feeder because every winter is different. You never really know what you're going to get. And 
this year looks like a good year for a few of these species that come down out of the boreal forests of Canada every couple of years. Bresby says sunflower seeds are a good food to put in your bird feeder to attract species like purple finches, red poles, and white-winged crossbills. In the WSJM Newsroom, I'm Ken Lundberg.